Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey, we are so excited to have you guys joining us this month. Hopefully you are getting ready for your Christmas holidays, and maybe you're listening to this after the holidays, but we want to wish you guys an each of you a very Merry Christmas and all the busyness of this month brings. I'm excited to be coming back with part two this month and having my wife join me. Uh, Kim, we've been married for 34 years. If you missed um, last month's podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. We're talking about the marriage ministry maze. We shared some golden nuggets last year. We've been married 34 years. Last month. Last month, not last year. Uh, last Maybe by the time they listen to it. Yeah, could be last year. <laughs> Anyways, we we want to dive into, uh, in the second podcast, some things we can do to defend our marriage and to be proactive in protecting our family, our commitment, and uh, just some practical things that we have uh, live and walk out. And so the first thing let's really uh, talk about is, is why do affairs happen? So women, I think, would say um, women have affairs due to lack of affection. So often if they've got, if they're in a, a, their relationship with their spouse is busy, then if someone will just listen to them and acknowledge their feelings, then sometimes they're looking for, for that affection and, and that uh, attentiveness. So I think that's where women often have to guard and protect that is sure. don't even to allow myself to be put into that. And then husbands, you might need to hear that you might need to listen a little more and, uh, and not just talk all the time, but listen and acknowledge your wife's feelings. And men, they love it. If you're watching, if you're on radio, they love it when, whenever there's a movie and, and the couple is like this, she goes, did you notice? He held her face. He held her face. And like every movie, she shows me that. So that's what she, she just wants that affection. That really just makes me think he's really listening to me. Otherwise, if he's got a <laughs> screen in front of him, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm not as focused. So, yeah. but I would say for women though, often affairs will happen due to lack of and affection. And for guys, um, uh, women listening will be like, huh? Uh, guys typically will fall into affairs uh, because of their lack of sex. It's a physical need. And so a guy may go off and have an affair and he says, well, there was no emotional attachment. And a woman will say, well, there had to be. No, it was just a physical act. Right. The, the guy is letting his carnality uh, shine out. And so um, one of the most amazing things that I read is that it, it's kind of this it's this downward spiral cycle is that if the woman doesn't get enough affection, then she doesn't want to fulfill her man with sex. And if the man doesn't get enough sex, he's not in the mood to give affection. It's this swirly going downwards. And someone uh, has to break that cycle. So well, someone I, has to just kind of man up and say, or, let's or discuss that. Or, or a woman up. Okay. But here's, here's what I love. I, I'm not saying it's, I'm not putting this on the, on the woman, but uh, a counselor, William Harley, writes that his practice exploded when he took the aim of convincing wives if they would meet their husband's sexual needs, husbands would be willing to meet their affection needs. And I would like to add to that. <laughs> I do not have a quote from anybody, but I would say that if the men would just acknowledge and show 
some affection and shows some it's a un- two-way street. undivided attention. But you had you had all but scripture and verse, and I don't have that. But I'm just no. That I'm, was William. I know, but but I didn't have anybody, so I know I just got quoted. Guys, all don't right. share that with your <laughs> wife. Okay, I wouldn't say here's what William said. Um, just just have her listen to the podcast. All right, let's talk about protecting our marriage and home. The first first thing I want to share is is recognize that we are vulnerable and susceptible to inappropriate relationships. I don't think anybody goes into a ministry career. I don't think anybody plans and says, this year, I'm going to screw up my life royally. And so I think we have to wake up and and make sure that we're building the safeguards in our life to protect our home, to protect our marriage covenant, because the thief wants to not just steal, kill, and destroy our health and our finances— he really wants to destroy our relationship. He wants to destroy our intimacy, our emotional connection, and and he wants to attack us in that arena. But I would say that we've talked about this a lot of times, and maybe you and your friends have talked about this, but you know, if you're an accountant, if you are a secretary someplace, if you there are very few occupations that when you have moral failure, you lose your job. Cheating, that would be one that you would probably well, lose your job. Well, not anymore today. In the culture today, if you're watching the news, uh, the sexual harassment you know, people getting too cozy, friendly in the office is costing a lot of people their jobs. Right. And it's like a hot button. But I'm just saying, if you were to have an affair outside and it's a it's consensual and all of that, most jobs, you're not going to lose your job. But sure. it, it destroys and, and stays with you when you're in ministry. So I think that this is something that to safeguard is, is a huge thing. Number two, I'm going to say next is invest passionately in your marriage and fulfill your partner's needs and desires. So the only way I think you're going to know what your partner's needs and desires are is to ask them. And so regularly, I think I'll say to Dean, how can I be a better wife to you? And uh, I I like it when he pauses. That really um, makes my day. Because if he whips out a list, that's a little unfortunate because I've not been doing a good job. So here's some homework that I would recommend is, is just ask each other, what are the top three, four, five things that you need from me? I know for her, she needs snuggle cuddle time every day. Not sex, snuggle cuddle time. There's a difference. There's a there's a difference. Um, but she needs that time to feel physically close, which makes her feel emotionally close. And then when we don't have that time to just sit on the couch, kick back the recliner, she lays her head on my shoulder, whatever that is and looks like for you guys, that I know is a need that she has. And so take the time to discover that. And women, like I say, be sure and ask them because for Dean, it looks different than me. So he's more like shoulder to shoulder. So we could go out and do lots of things. And if we're shoulder to shoulder, that, that I want her to, him. I so, want her to come in the garage when I'm fixing my tool aligning my tools and sit on a bar stool and talk to me. Right. Or even going to a movie fulfills, does something for your love tank. Yeah, not so, not much. so much for mine, but All okay. Right. Uh, third thing is never be alone with the opposite sex. And so one of the things that we have committed to each other is, is I'm not going to any of our female staff say, Hey, jump in the car, go to lunch with me. Um, just making sure our, our, our youth leaders where we have a policy that they don't give teenagers rides alone and, and just being careful I realize it's always interesting me in the business world is quite acceptable. It, it's very acceptable. I'll have maybe an advertising agency that's that's doing work for us. Uh, the the account account rep will say, "I'd like to meet you for lunch and, and discuss your billboards." And, and I'm like, um, "Well, let me see what my wife's schedule is." And I'll either take him or I'll just say, "Hey, come to the office and meet with me there in that environment." 
And I think it goes to show, I mean, certainly if you're counseling and there's a female, often his secretary or I will be there, but all of our doors, our office doors are all mostly glass. Yeah. So. So if I scream, somebody can hear that. Right. (laughs) All right. Number four, never have anyone live with you or other than family because that can provide a huge strain on a marriage. So we've asked our pastoral staff, there've been times where I think that this is, um, there've been some special circumstances, but we've just seen um, other ministries. Your, your home needs to be your safe place. So for you, you, you lead a very public life probably. And so to have a place to go at home where it's just your family is a big deal. And so we've, we've known quite a few people who affairs have started based on others that lived in the home. home. I mean, uh, years and years ago, a pastor, uh, they're busy, they're going, they're blowing and they had a young family and they needed a nanny. Well, guess who ended up running off with the nanny? Um, and so I, I want to protect that I don't want some young something bouncing around my house. And, and flip side, I would even say that uh, to have a family member move in with you, I would keep it temporary. Here's why. It changes the dynamics in your home. For sure. It changes the way you function, you talk, you operate. And uh, uh, the home needs to be a safe place. And so I realize that um, in the Western culture, we're not as used to the multi-generational um, aspect and, and, you know, one or both of our parents may end up living with us at some point in the future. And that's a season, that's a phase and stage of life. All right. So in defending your marriage, the first thing is show affection in public. Um, yep. uh, we have other friends and, and maybe it's just, maybe it's personal, maybe it's just us, but we have other friends that have had to have restraining orders put on people or whatever. And I'm not saying they could have necessarily done anything different, but for us, we've never had that problem. That kind of, I guess that's good, but I think it's, I truly think it's because we show affection in public. We, and what is that? We're holding hands. Um, if she gets there to the service, I'll kiss her on the front row. We are just very show our love for each other and we don't try and hide that. And what that screams to the people around us is taken. he's ocu- he's obviously infatuated with her and she's obviously attracted, infatuated with him. Uh, secondly, openly express your love and admiration for each other uh, uh, publicly. When you say that, it's saying I'm his and I'm hers. Uh, but second thing, I, that was part of the other one. Second thing is this, read one or more marriage books a year. We try when we go on vacation, take a marriage book. Sometimes we'll get halfway through it and we're like, do you like it? No, I don't like it. You know, and we've read half of it, but we're always doing something to try and sharpen and improve our marriage skills. Because I think just like if you want to improve in leadership, you're going to read leadership books. And I'm sure many of you would say that I do that, but I would really challenge you to say when, when we were parenting, um, it, we read, I read parenting books and sometimes he would just say, okay, I need the cliff notes, but I want to read your highlights. Right. But I was invested in that because I was committed to becoming a better parent and we were, but I'm committed to becoming a better spouse and for us to have a good marriage. So I think that's important. And then, um, the next I would say, go to counseling as needed. So we both have, this is taboo in a lot of people's circles and worlds. Could be. 
But No, I know it is. All right. Well, we've seen the fruit of it. And so we've gone uh, as a family. We went uh, uh, just on occasion. Decades ago. Yeah. And then we've gone individually. We've gone together. And we have something. We even do it with uh, premarital and premarital yep. counseling. If, if either one of us says, I think it, we might benefit from a visit to one of our counselors based on the, the whatever's going on, we'll either go to his or mine and we'll go together. But um, I just I go at least once or twice a year, if nothing else, for a checkup. I believe if you're physically ill That's good. Um, or whatever, even if you're not physically ill, I think it's good to go and, and then ask you certain questions. I will tell you that I have, in the last year or two, I have felt pretty emotionally healthy. But I thought, you know what? I just need to go for a checkup. I was always surprised at the things that my counselor, my female counselor would say to me. And I'd go, man, I didn't even know that was down there or that could lead to bitterness or whatever. Let's nip that in the bud. Now, let me help uh, some of the lead pastors out that you might have this. You might need to ask your board. Uh, Something that we have for our uh, staff here at Rock Family Church uh, that as a benefit to us and a benefit to all of our staff is if any time they see that they need could benefit from counseling, uh, we that's just a benefit that we cover 100%. And so it, it is a hourly paid person. I don't try and necessarily counsel the staff, so to speak, but um, uh, we offer that as an, uh, as an available option. Now, Kim and I will do coaching and so forth. If we can help a couple or right. something like that, we'll do that. Uh, next would be what I call uh, build a moat around your marriage and fill it with alligators. What do you mean by that? Make it hard to sin. Make it hard to to get to things. And so I would challenge the men uh, on on all of my electronics is covenant eyes. And they've actually improved now that on, on Apple and iOS that you don't have to use their thing. It now covers Safari and and, and she sees or knows every website I go to. Uh, she gets a weekly report. It flags if there was anything suspicious or, or things like that. And it's always humorous when it flags, you know. Uh, Craigslist sometimes. Craigslist ads, you know, <laughs> that I'm looking for a trailer for the church or something. Uh, I'm not sure why it does that. But it keeps her aware and it gives her confidence of, of where I am and what I'm doing. So look at are there other areas of your life that you can build a moat that thing of I'm not going to be alone with with each other, uh, where she has my calendar. Um, so on her phone calendar is my calendar. And so there's a confidence level that she's, she knows I've got an appointment here. She knows where I'm at. When she can't get a hold of me, she looks at my calendar and she says, oh, he's in a counseling appointment. And that gives her the peace of mind as well. Right. Um, the next, I would say never discuss your marriage with someone from the opposite sex. And I have to say, just being in a lead pastor role that I don't even, I don't discuss our marriage. I have friends that I hang out with. I have a, a group of ladies that I go to lunch with monthly that are in the same stage of life as I am. And, uh, and I, I remember this is their lead pastor. And so if I want a potty mouth, it's not going to be to them. So, and not that I very rarely would do that, but I'm, that's something that I'm, I'm very protective of. And, and I have to tell you, I mean, I remember when I was first married and my mom pretty much told me, you know, you, you can't work it out with him. Don't think you're coming back here because I'm pretty sure you'll be in the wrong. So you just got to make that, make that happen. So I'm and very the, careful. The big, the big premise here is 
that happens in marriages where we see affairs and difficulties happen is, is if I, as a man, begin to talk to another woman and I'm frustrated and my wife isn't this and my wife isn't that. And if I'm attracted that, and I'm trying to meet that need in yes. your life, right? And then it just creates an, an unhealthy bond. Agreed. Uh, next thing is, and you guys are in the middle of the Christmas season, is, and this is so important, be intentional about planning recovery time after the busy seasons. And you cannot sustain the busy seasons forever. And so we're always very intentional about we know when our busy seasons are. So we're going into, we've had Christmas party last Sunday night. We've got another Christmas party that we're hosting at our house this Sunday night. Our daughter's getting married on January 1st. We have all the the Christmas festivities of the church going on. We're going on vacation in January. Which is kind of unusual. It is. But we, it looked, is. But we looked at our schedule and said, this is just... We're going to need a break. Right. In advance. Yeah. Because I think what happens is when you get past the point of needing a break and you haven't done it in advance, then there's the opportunity for, I think, conversations to be not very enlightening for each other. It's just... Sure. You oh, just or, or flip, goes downhill. Well, flip side, when I was a youth pastor and I'm doing two weeks of junior high camp back to back to with a high school camp and I'm going to be... Wor- and you, you work your tail off the two weeks before camp. I know that that whole month of July is toast. So I only need to go on vacation previous to, or most likely I'm going to choose to give myself a week back in the office to download, decompress, and then go on vacation to reconnect with my family. And I would buy for a while, um, this is a busy season. And then eight months later, I remember (laughs) looking and saying, we had three small children and saying, Okay, we need to define what the word season means because it uh, it really looks like this is a run-on. <laughs> yes, so, yes. All right, next one. Remember who the enemy is. The enemy's goal is to cause division in your ranks to weaken your defenses. So... It's easy to get mad at each other. Absolutely. Because you're the closest, you're the closest one. Even if I'm mad at something at the office or if I'm mad at something that happens, it's, it's just easiest to download and to end up being just kind of throwing up all your problems and accusing and blaming, right? Right. Your spouse. And so just remember that it's totally the devil's goal to, um, bring strife and to devise a plan to bring just division within your family and within your marriage. So, And we have to choose to agree to disagree at times. There are things where we say, you know what, I'm not going to convince you and change you. You're not going to convince and change me. Let's just table this. Let's just agree to disagree. It's because we want to maintain unity and harmony at all costs. Right. Because we realize um, it, division opens the front door to the lion and the tiger and the bear wandering in the front yard. Right. Um, I want to shut the door and, and keep the enemy out. And I can even remember Dean saying when I was really upset a couple of times, he'll say, don't forget, I'm not the enemy. Hmm. And it was a good reminder, right? So we just stopped. And, and, and right behind that is uh, making sure that uh, you recover after a disagreement or a fight or an argument. Um, we, you've got to be quick using that example of the door, be quick. If division comes in, there's, there's, we're not seeing eye to eye. I see it that that front door is open and I'm vulnerable that anything can come in. And so the quicker, when we have a disagreement or one of us gets short or too sensitive, the quicker we can come back together and say, I'm sorry, I forgive you. Let's move on. It shuts the door to the enemy that we don't allow that in. I would put it this way. If there's a hole in the boat, 
how long are you going to wait to patch the hole? Or you, or if you don't patch it, I know couples that will go, I know minister couples that will go uh, days on end without talking to each other and, and mad at each other. And to me, that's a hole in the boat and the boat continues to fill with water. Now it's going to take even more Absolutely. to bail that out and come back to a place of unity. I would agree. I would agree for sure. And I will tell you that both of us will say, I'm sorry is something that's very frequent on our lips. And both of us will tell you that many, many, many times we don't feel like it's our fault, but we're totally willing to say I'm sorry for the sake of let's move on. And and we both do it. So, um, all right. I'd love to talk about communication. Take it. Um, I think that the higher level and the more you communicate, the less chance of misunderstandings. But I also think that there are many pastors that their wives, their spouses, because it could be the wife that works at the, at the office at, at you know sure. in ministry. So I would say the spouse that doesn't work in ministry with you, um, you kind of have to have that first conversation because for many, many years, we didn't work together in ministry. I was just totally helping out with whatever department he was in. But, uh, you know, there'd be times I'd say, I don't want to know that. I, I don't want, I want to kind of know how your day was, but I, I don't want to know all that stuff. So I, we had to kind of set boundaries and massage that boundaries. Even though there were boundaries, there were certain things that kind of got flexed and we kept kind of massaging and deciding what was, what seemed appropriate and fruitful for well, and me I to know, because th- I didn't want to know everything. I, and I think a great example there is she made a great statement years and years ago when I was doing counseling, meeting with people, meeting with couples. And she said, I don't want to know, pardon the expression, all their crap. Because when I see him in the lobby, I don't want to go, oh, he really did that to her. She said, I don't want all the emotion that could be attached because I'm only hearing secondhand through you. And so, um, you know, if she's curious about something, I'll give the headlines. But typically she is like, I really don't want to know the nitty gritty details unless I'm now she's working with me. She might be meeting with the spouse. I might need to, but, meet with the but wife. I'm, I'm pretty careful on that stuff. But everybody has their own um, agenda, how that works and, and does that. I would just be sure that that's something that you talk openly about. Uh, but on the whole communication thing, guys, we have to raise our communication and gals, you might want to pull it back just a little bit. When you get the glazy eyed numb look over and you say, now this are you listening? This isn't always the ladies. This isn't always it, the ladies. It does flip rolls sometimes too. I, I know it does flip rolls either way. But when you see that glazy look, you might just bring it down and say, let's pick up another time. Okay. Uh, Last thing is this is keep it's where we started with this uh, last month is keep your priorities in check and balance. We all know what those priorities are. We all know how we should live them. But it's just doing a constant checkup on ourselves and making sure is God still really number one? You may have to put a reminder on your phone. Yeah. Weekly, monthly. Is my spouse still number two? Are my children still getting the best part of me? of the day? Am I coming home? Am I fresh? And I'm able to be a good dad or a good mom and and to my to my kids and just making sure that our jobs don't get the best of us. That's right. Thanks for watching. And guys, we want to say Merry Christmas. Uh, I've got a really cool topic coming up next month as we kick off the new year in January 2018. I encourage you to do that. And then also be sure and check out DeanHawk.com. I've got some, uh, my staff has been working on getting some of the uh, series from the last year, year and a half, getting some of those new series up that I've been teaching. It includes all the goodies. All the goodies, outlines, uh, sermon notes, PowerPoint, uh, fill in the blank handouts, and some of the graphics as well. So, Hey, bless you guys. Enjoy your holidays. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at deanhawk.com. 
Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.